It's time now for Alaska Outdoors Magazine on Talk 700 KBYR. Opinions and views expressed on Alaska Outdoors Magazine are not necessarily the opinions and views of staff and management of KBYR. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Alaska Outdoors Magazine. Welcome to Alaska Outdoors Magazine with host Evan Swenson. You're invited to come along with us as we bring you accurate and authentic answers for Alaskans by Alaskans. It's your KBYR window to Alaska's outdoors. Before we uh, get to outdoorsman Rudy Sakata, uh, a little house cleaning uh, thing I wanted to bring up. Last week we had a quiz, uh, had several quizzes, and one of those quizzes we asked, uh, where is milepost zero of the Alaska Highway? A caller called in, identified the mile zero of the Alaska Highway as Dawson. Uh, I accepted that answer, and we went on only to discover that you not only had your radio on and was listening, you were paying attention. Obviously, Dawson is uh, in the Yukon, and the mile zero of the Alaska Highway is Dawson Creek, British Columbia. You called the station. You called me. You sent faxes and emails letting me know that I had messed up, and uh, so the next day I apologized. told you that uh, next week, Monday, we'll have a contest for those who knew the answer and was un unable to give us the correct answer. So you that knew the answer last week knew the correct answer was Dawson Creek, British Columbia, not Dawson. Right after the break at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have another quiz for you folks only. We're on, you're on your honor. We'll give another question. Going to be a little tougher one than last time, though. We'll give you a question and, uh, again, give you an opportunity to win uh, a package of uh, 20 hunter sticks from Alaska Sausage are the book, The Bears of Manly, by author Sarkis Atamian. Now let's talk. Let's talk with Rudy Sakata, outdoorsman extraordinary. Uh, <laughs> good afternoon, Rudy. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you? I'm, I'm uh, wonderful today and jealous of your uh, broadcast quality voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. And also jealous of the places that you go fishing. I mean, you're in the outdoors all the time. Well, we try to get out as often as we can, Evan. Uh, that's the entire reason I live here in the state of Alaska. Uh, Rudy, you're, uh, you're not a guide, and you don't have a, a guide service or anything, but you do have a place on the Internet that people can uh, go to and find out a lot of fishing, hunting, outdoors kind of information. Uh, tell us about your Internet uh, site. What brought that up? Well, you know, it started out as a personal project. I kept relatively detailed logs on where I fished. Uh, as like a lot of fishermen, I hate getting skunked, so I decided that I would document uh, when and where I caught fish, what the conditions were, what I used. And uh, since I had it on word processing, uh, when the Internet became available, I started posting it. Uh, I don't, know, I don't really know why I put it on the Internet at first, but then the first year I put it up, I got something on the order of 10,000 hits, and it just kind of became this hit. And... Uh, so I've been updating it, and people actually get kind of upset when I don't go fishing now. So I don't feel too bad that I'm obligated to go fishing, but uh, I just love being outdoors. I love doing the things that I do, and uh, and it's just one way to share some of the things uh, for people outside of Alaska. Uh, most of us are very jealous uh, of our uh, secret fishing hole, as it were, but you you put yours on the Internet for all to see. Why would you do that? Well, you know, if you take a real good look at my logs, a lot of the entries are Matsu Valley Lakes or uh, Kenai Peninsula Stream Number One. or So there are certainly holes that uh, I do try to keep to myself uh, because 
in many of the lakes, for example, um, there's just so many of them and all of them well produced. And uh, I've only just started to scratch the surface in that area. But uh, some of the areas I list, like the Kenai River, the Kseelof River, uh, Ship Creek, those are well-known popular holes. And if I could just give out a little bit of information to make that uh, person's time, people are going down there anyway, just a little bit more enjoyable, then I feel a little bit better about it. Uh, Rudy, have you made any uh, new friends, uh, either locally or worldwide, because of your having that site on the Internet? Well, you know, every year I've, I've had this site up since 1995, and every year I take out one or two groups that uh, contact me by email and say, hey, I'm going to be in the area, and I just happen to be uh, on the peninsula at the same time, so I'll take them out fishing, um, you know, no charge, of course, and uh, we catch a few fish, and, and uh, you know, I, it's amazing how I've kept corresponding with a few of these folks, and uh, they'll be coming back up. and. And by trade, I work in the economic development field, so I kind of feel that in my part-time, I'm also doing my job in a kind of roundabout way, uh, doing some fishing here for the state. <laughs> I think maybe, Rudy, that's a stretch on justifying <laughs> your Internet site. Uh, the people, you know, I've been with guides sometimes, uh, and every guide has this uh, that day. Uh, when the guide says, you should have been here yesterday, or you're ahead of the run, behind the run, uh, those kind of things. Now, where you've kept accurate records, and, and then people that have contacted you on the Internet, they come up here, you go fishing with them. Have you taken anyone out where you said, well, it looks like that it just didn't work this time? Well, you know, um, in fact, I think it's in my 1996 logs, but that did happen. I'm ranting and raving about the great silver salmon fishing we have on the Kenai Peninsula, and and I took them out, and boy, just after hours of fla uh, flailing and failing, you know, at the fishing game, uh, it, thankfully it was a pink salmon ear. We switched over gear, and the ever-cooperative pinks made for a great day on light tackle and fly. So um, I did get skunked on the silvers, and it was really embarrassing after talking it up, but the pink salmon saved the day, and frankly, when they were out of state, uh, they had a great time. So, Well, uh, <laughs> Now you've got, have you got that uh, failure listed in your log so that uh, now people will have more realistic uh, expectations, as it were? You know, you bet I do have that, and uh, on my logs I do uh, list the days that I get skunked. Um, I think it's really important for people to understand that while Alaska has some uh, fantastic opportunities, uh, I want to make sure that people don't get misled that while you're on the road system and anywhere you can catch salmon, uh, it does tend to be relatively crowded. and. I think there's enough fish to go around, but people shouldn't have the expectation of having this entire stream all to themselves. That can be done. It just costs a little bit of money to fly out. Well, uh, when we come back from the break, uh, Rudy, I'd like to ask you about uh, some of those places that you have on, the, uh, on your Internet site, what you tell about uh, folks, and also about uh, your, uh, your address. In fact, give us your address, and then we'll take the break. Just look up Rudy Fishing Alaska under Yahoo or any of the search engines, and it'll be one of the first ones to come up. I've found uh, if you just say Alaska fishing, you'll be one of the first up. That's right. Okay. No. Yep. So it's, it's real easy to find. Let's, uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. And when we come back, we will continue our talk with outdoorsman Rudy Sakata. And, of course, at the end of the program, we'll save time for today's one last cast, Homestead to Alaska and back to Homestead. Stay tuned to Alaska Outdoor Magazine, your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors. There's an author masterminds book by Gordon Parker, Tales of Crime and Corruption creator, The Empty Mint Mystery. Darcy Anderson crouched in the bushes trying hard to be invisible. She held the small, silver-plated revolver ready. 
two innocent people had already been murdered. She was determined she wouldn't be the third. Darcy clutched the revolver and prayed. You'll find all of Gordon's crime and corruption mystery novels with the Publication Consultant's logo on the cover at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. If you'd like to be an author mastermind's published author like Gordon Parker, Tales of Crime and Corruption creator, Publication Consultants can help. If you've written a book, if you're writing a book, or if you're thinking about writing a book, call for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. Call 349-2424. The Empty Mint Mystery was just a dream until Gordon ordered his own Bringing Your Book to Market. Publication Consultants will send you the booklet free. Call 349-2424 for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. 349-2424. Gordon Parker called, and now the Empty Mint Mystery is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. You're listening to Alaska Outdoor Magazine on 700 KBYR. Welcome back to your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors, Alaska Outdoor Magazine. We're glad you decided to come along with us. Let's uh, slip slip out to the valley for just a second before we return to uh, Rudy and uh, talk to Bruce uh, for a... Is this a fishing report or a wannabe fishing report, uh, Bruce? Hello, Bruce. Here. Hey, <laughs> we pushed the wrong button. Sorry about that. That's like uh, casting in the wrong spot, catching a willow before you get to the water. <laughs> I do that quite regularly. How about you? <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> uh, uh, is no, this a real a, fishing report? Yeah, I talked to some friends yesterday up at Susitna Landing, and they caught rainbow there at the boat launch. You caught what at Susitna Landing? A friend of mine caught a rainbow about 18 inches long right there at the boat launch area of Susitna Landing. You're kidding. No, I'm not, and I talked to Steve I thought May- you said reds. No, rainbows. Oh, rainbow, okay. And I talked to Steve Mayhay up at Talkeetna, and he says they're picking up a few fish up at Talkeetna. No water in the river. But people walking around the, the big zoo up in that area fishing and catching some rainbows. I talked to a friend yesterday that wants to take his uh, three sons on an early fishing trip this weekend. What would you recommend? I'd call Steve and have him take, you up, take me up to Clear Creek if there's enough water. I'm sure glad you said that because that's exactly what I told him to do. <laughs> so uh, he may do that. But uh, the lakes are still cool. Not a lot of activity on the lakes, but the tubers and floaters are out. And if we get some more days like yesterday, the official activity should really pick up. Now you're with, uh, you're kind of laid up with your bum knee right now, so you're not going to be guiding till later on in the year, is that right? I'm not going to be guiding till later on in the year, but uh-huh. I'm going to go to Talkeetna by Thursday. So, <laughs> are you going to go fishing with Steve? You're going to take your own boat? Well, uh, I've got to put mine back together, so hopefully mine will be back together. Uh huh. But I'm going to go up and go fishing. I got to catch me another rainbow. You're on the internet, uh, Bruce. Have, have you uh, ever looked at Rudy Sakata's uh, site nope. there? Uh, I want to go home and, and pull it up and look at it. If you don't mind, you've got my email address. You might get to Rudy, and I can talk with him. Hey, I'll do that. I've got both your addresses. I'll uh, share that. You guys can get together. Sounds like he, I might like to go fishing with him. Uh, I keep uh, hinting, but he hadn't invited me. <laughs> Well, maybe we can all get together. Yeah, we, let's get together and beat up on him or something. All righty. Okay. Hey, thanks for calling. As long as I don't have, to, uh, don't have to use my cane. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll tie a piece of line on it. All righty. Call it a rod. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Appreciate you calling. Get well soon. 
Okay, well, let's uh, now return to Rudy Sakata. Uh, Rudy, do you uh, know Bruce, the big fisherman up in uh, Talkeetna? You know, I sure don't. Yeah. I've done so much of my fishing on the peninsula, I'm just starting to find my way around up north. You will uh, enjoy him, and I will give you his uh, email address. I'll send you his, and and, uh, and then I'll send uh, yours to or his you to you. We'll yeah. definitely have to go fishing. Yeah. Uh, about the things that's on your uh, internet site, does that reflect uh, what you do with the outdoors, or is that just a portion? Uh, are, are you holding back on us, I guess is what I'm asking, or is it, are you putting it all on the line? Well, I'd say about 90% of my effort is online. Um, sometimes I forget to put things down, but it's really to my own benefit to have as detailed of a log as possible so that in future years I can establish a pattern and... Uh, that's why I'm kind of getting excited now. Some of the things on the net include relatively detailed logs since 1995, and I'm finally starting to count the weeks until uh, salmon season begins in weeks instead of months, and that's always a good time. And right now we're filling in with some uh, rainbow and landlocked salmon fishing on the lakes, and just like Bruce was saying, it is a little bit slow right now. Uh, we're picking up a few on relatively slow presentations, bait, but uh, as soon as the water temperature uh, increases a little bit, uh, they're relatively feisty. I'd uh, recommend going out there and giving it a shot. Is there, uh, is there any fishing that someone could drive to right now to, to begin that you'd recommend? Well, it depends on what level you're looking for. Certainly some of the trips that Bruce was talking about, Clear, Clear Creek, Talkeetna, Sassanina, you're talking about relatively large rainbows. But if you've got a family, some of the lakes in town here, Jewel, DeLong, Little Campbell, some of the lakes on base here at Almador from Fort Richardson have some excellent fishing. Once the water temperature warms up, you can conceivably hit 16, 20-inch rainbows in lakes right here in town. Well, well uh, uh, is it legal to fish for rainbow on these lakes this early? You bet. Uh, they're open year-round. They're stocked, and uh, ice are, the ice is definitely out on them. They just went out about last week, so give it probably another week for the water temperatures to rise, and you're going to see some of these larger fish and the smaller fish cruising along the shoreline looking for a place to spawn, obviously. There won't be, and they'll be relatively aggressive. So really fun for the whole family right here in town. If you was going to go fishing this afternoon and take a kid fishing, uh, what kind of gear would you use, bait, what kind of setup? Well, I think for kids, I think it's relatively important to have something that keeps their attention but uh, isn't too complicated. I think I would recommend probably uh, just a regular uh, slip bobber or a bobber and worm rig, toss it out there 20 feet from shore. Uh, they can reel it in, keep themselves busy, but on the other hand, once again, the slower presentation this time of year, the water's cold, I think uh, maybe a little bit too early for hardware. It's, at least that's what it's proven when we go fishing right now. So, yeah, go ahead and get a bobber and a hook, uh, throw on that old worm like when you were a kid and uh, fling it out there. I think that's really your best bet. Now, uh, many of the places live bait is, is not legal. Now, is that, that worms are not live bait? Well, I believe in the fishing game, and I, boy, I tell you what, I don't want to get in trouble for this, but uh, I believe in the fishing game manual you can't use live fish as bait in uh -huh. fresh water and uh, you can certainly understand that you don't want to introduce new species into sure. different waters but i do believe things like mealworms waxworms earthworms i haven't seen any crickets up here but i bet you they'd work pretty well uh, i think all of those baits are legal in fresh water now what about uh, salmon eggs and uh, some of those uh, things well you know um, those traditionally are good springtime baits as some of the smaller uh, fish like rainbow start to spawn but it seems like right now we've just been having better luck with the mealworms the earthworms um, instead of the single legs or the rope but uh, I'm sure that it would work in different areas uh, if you was uh, your favorite uh, Rudy's pick of the day 
Uh, would you uh, go to uh, uh, where, Rudy? Well, um, aside from some of the lakes, um, the hundreds of lakes that are available in the Matsu Valley, Kenai Peninsula, and South Central area, it really is going to be about that time of year where you can start searching around for salmon. I'm a big-time salmon fisherman. I think first week of May, second week of May is a good potential for hitting your first king on the Sealoff River. And also some good offshore casting off of Homer for uh, what we might consider lesser species like cod and pollock. But, uh, hey, a 20-pound fish is always fun. We've got a caller that is interested in making a comment or asking a question. Uh, go ahead, uh, Tim. You're on the air. This is Alaska Outdoor Radio Magazine. We're talking to Rudy Sakata. Go ahead, Tim. Thanks, Evan. Hi, Rudy. Hey, Tim. Hey, listen, Evan. I got, I got to. Uh, call, I had to call in and just uh, verify and and put some credibility into what Rudy's telling you about fishing. I'll give you a little uh, story or anecdote to that. Last year, uh, after the first, or the big run down at Ship Creek, uh, uh, Rudy and I were in our suits and ties, and and Rudy says, come on, let's go down to Ship Creek at lunch and see if we can hook a king. Well, I wasn't really excited about it, and we didn't have any boots or anything, but sure enough, we went down there, and Rudy walked the bank for about you know, 10 minutes or so, and he found that, that extraordinary hole. I, it, to me, it just looked like, you know, just average water, average, you know, mud. And sure enough, old Rudy, he threw in a Threw in some bait in there, and within, uh, what, really 20 minutes, you had about a 40-pound hen on? Well, it wasn't that big, Tim. I think it was 50? more like 25. But, uh, <laughs> 60? No, no, but it was a nice cromer, and uh, we did catch that on our lunch break, and that's just some of the opportunities available here in the Anchorage area. Yeah, I just wanted to concur that uh, that was an exciting afternoon, not an afternoon, but a lunch hour for me, and uh, I think... What's important here is a lot of guys, when they think the fishing is over with, uh, Rudy said, no, there's still fish coming up that creek. Let's go down there. And uh, he's taken me out to some of the, the lakes in the valley as well and showed me how to fish those pike through the ice. And uh, one unique thing that I learned from him was you have to lay down and stare in the hole for about an hour so you can watch them <laughs> and then deal with them. But good job, Rudy. Hey, uh, hey Tim, how do, you, how do you fish ship creek in your suit without hip boots and not get well, <laughs> still be presentable and go back to work? <laughs> Yeah, the tide was coming in. It was quite interesting to, uh, you know, you'd have to keep picking your rocks as you'd back up the, the, the side of the, uh, the the riverbed there. But uh, it was uh, it was hilarious to, to go down there. where there, there was really nobody down there. They Everybody had assumed that fishing was over with, the run was over with. And, and doggone Rudy, I'll tell you. <laughs> he must just he just holds his mouth right or something. I don't know what it is. Did you did you not have you never got an audience of any kind, how you Oh yeah, we did. There was oh, tourists yeah. walking the bike trail and pretty soon we had a crowd standing up there watching him uh uh you know, fight that fish and land that fish. I but, would think uh, so. I'll, I suspect if there'd been a reporter there, his picture would have been in a paper the next oh, yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It Tim, was fun. you know that you're famous now. I actually put up a link dedicated to that on my homepage where there's a photo sequence of uh in fact, you're the one that took the picture of uh, us oh. landing that king on the internet. So take yeah. a look on the new revised homepage. You know, it's really worse. The whole the whole thing that made that shattered me was the fact that I looked at that fish and neither one of us had a plastic bag, and Rudy turned around and, and set it free to go up the river and spawn. So, not only is he a, a good outdoorsman, he's quite a sportsman as well. So hats off to you, Rudy. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, Tim. Keep reeling him in, everybody. <laughs> you bet. Thanks. Hey, thanks for calling, Tim. We appreciate you. You bet, that. Evan. We're going to take a break, and we'll return and talk to Rudy uh, some more uh, right after the break. And we'll save time later for today's one last cast titled Homestead to Alaska and Back Home to Homestead. Stay tuned to Alaska Outdoor Magazine. 
your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors. There's an author masterminds book by Steve Levi, master of the impossible crime, The Matter of the Vanishing Greyhound. An impossible crime novel where a greyhound bus with four bank robbers, $10 million in cash, the contents of all of the safety deposit boxes, and 12 hostages being followed by the San Francisco police vanish off the Golden Gate Bridge. You'll find all of Steve's impossible crime books with the publication consultant's logo on the cover at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. If you'd like to be an author mastermind's published author like Steve Levi, Master of the Impossible Crime, publication consultants can help. If you've written a book, if you're writing a book, or if you're thinking about writing a book, call for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. Call 349-2424. The matter of the vanishing greyhound was just a dream until Steve Levi ordered his own Bringing Your Book to Market. Publication consultants will send you the booklet free. Call 349-2424 for the free booklet, Bringing Your Book to Market. 349-2424. Steve Levi called, and now the matter of the vanishing greyhound is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and everywhere good books are sold. You're listening to Alaska Outdoor Magazine on 700 KBYR. Welcome back to your KBYR window to Alaska Outdoors, Alaska Outdoor Magazine. We're glad you decided to come along with us. Uh, Rudy, uh, if you, uh, when you get out, do you, do you go fishing for the fish, for the experience, or do you go with the idea that I'm going to record this to put it on the net? I mean, what's your motivation for going fishing nowadays? Well, you know, a lot of it is just to be in the outdoors, um, you know, Always makes uh, for a pleasant experience, but there are plenty of days that I get skunked. Uh, if I got frustrated every time I got skunked, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be going fishing. So um, it, it is the opportunity to be outdoors, be able to battle a fish, just knowing that uh, there are other people that are spending thousands of dollars on their vacation days uh, coming up to the state to, to be able to do something that I take for granted. And uh, it's just a great way to relax after being in the office all week. want to finish out this conversation uh, with you. Uh, we'll get back in a minute, but I better do uh, what I said I was going to do at the first of the program or I'll be really in trouble today. Last week, as I mentioned, we had a contest, and uh, I uh, took the, the incorrect answer as the correct answer. I didn't hear the whole thing, I guess, or wasn't listening as close as many of you were, and uh, Dawson Creek, British Columbia, is really the beginning of the Alaska uh, Highway, not Dawson uh, up in the Yukon. So uh, we're going to have a contest right now. I'll ask the question, the first one that calls in with the correct answer. If you have were one of those last week that was listening carefully and knew that I gave the wrong uh, answer, accepted the wrong answer, you call in. If you're the first one with the correct answer for this question, we'll put you on the air and uh, we'll uh, give you your choice of either a little uh, hunter stick package of 20 hunter sticks from Alaska Sausage or uh, a copy of the Bears of Manly by Sarkis Atamian. Here is the question. What is the name of the Anchorage Convention and Visitors Bureau's Dancing Moose? What is the name of Anchorage Convention and Visitors Bureau's Dancing Moose? 
If you're the first to call in with the correct answer, if you're one of those that uh, chastised me a little bit mildly and friendly, I might add, about my mistake last week, and you want to catch up with us, why give us a call and uh, and we'll talk to you. 561-3260 or AT&T pound 3260. And we'll see if uh, if you're as smart as you made out to be or if you just wanted to get me. Anyway, we'll uh, talk to Rudy uh, as soon as uh, we uh, get this uh, get this uh, question uh, problem. And I can now relax and, uh, and repent from my sins of omission uh, commission from last uh, week. We have a caller on the air. Uh, uh, Andy, go ahead. You're on the air. You get first crack at it. Oh, hi, this is Ken. Oh, Ken, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I believe it's Seymour. Seymour. Seymour the moose? I think so. Well, the questions were, the options were Anchor Moose, Twiddly D, Northern Belay Bovine, or Scarlet, and Seymour was one of them. Uh, Seymour was the correct answer. Hey, all right. So, Ken, you are right. And, that, and you, they, I'm, I got you on your honor. You did, uh, you did know that answer last week, and... Uh, no, I I did not know it last week. Oh, you didn't. Uh, so, or, well, well, I'm sorry, I didn't know the answer to your question. The, you know, the question that you asked well, last week. Oh, you didn't week. know that from last week on uh, Dawson Creek. No, I missed the show. But oh, well, you're you're not. You have the correct answer, but you're not qualified for the answer. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, I, well, just, I just tuned in. I caught the last part oh, of that. Oh, you did. Well, I'm sorry. We're kind of making up. Sorry to ruin up. your contest. There. No, well, that's okay. We'll we'll keep it open. We'll do another one. Because we've already announced the answer to that question. We'll go back and get another one. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, thanks, Ken, for listening. Uh, you listen again. We're going to have some contests later on in the week, and uh, maybe you'll be a winner then. All right. Thanks, Okay. Evan. Thanks a lot. Okay. Rudy, if you just hold on one second, I just got to get this done, or if I don't get it done, then uh, I'll have to, you know, keep uh, sleepless nights, as it were. Okay, the next, the, the last question uh, we're going to have, I guess we'll have this question. What is the Latin name? For the North Star, the Latin name for the North Star. If you were one that was called in last week or was ready to call, you knew the question, the answer to the question, which is the uh, milepost zero of the Alaska Highway. Why give us a call? What's the Latin name for the North Star? The, the number to call is 561-3260. 561-3260. If you were a qualified, uh, according to the rules of our contest today. Okay, we'll uh, talk to Rudy. Uh, Philip, you keep taking those calls, and you know the uh, answer to, the, to that question. When you get the winner on the line, let us know, and we'll talk to him. Rudy, let's talk fishing for a few minutes. Uh, what, uh, what would you, uh, you say that you go fishing sometimes just for the, the fun of fishing, or do you go for the Internet? Which is it? I definitely go for the fun of fishing, Evan. Uh, the Internet's a secondary. In fact, I use the Internet so I could have more fun when I do go fishing. So uh, when you get uh, through with the Internet, what, uh, you know, do you, is that, that the finish of your, of your fishing trip or the beginning? Or I'm trying to get into, I guess, perspective this whole Internet system with you. Well, you know, I use the Internet extensively so that I can optimize what little fishing time I have. Um, I do have a regular daytime job. This is just a hobby, so I'm one of those weekend warriors. And I think that's one of the contributions that I like to make off the Internet is that I, you know, while I do have access to boats and et cetera, about 90% of the fishing I do is from the shore, and, and the types of fishing that I do is something that uh, anybody out there can do. And so 
I use the internet uh, to provide information for folks like that as well as for myself later, but also other great sites, uh, river flows, um, other guides, tide tables, other fishing logs. So certainly the internet could be a useful tool in maximizing the very valuable time of recreating that uh, many of us have. Rudy, there's, uh, I want, there's uh, several things I want to talk to you today about. We're going to run out of time. I'm going to not have a one last cast today because there is some things I want to talk to you about. Okay. Let's, uh, let's see if we can settle this uh, uh, contest thing and, and get uh, past this uh, right now. Uh, this is Evan Swenson. Uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, you have the answer to our question. Which, what's the, well, first, are you a qualified entrant? What's that? Well, uh, we had a contest last week, yeah. and we asked the question, "What is milepost zero? where is milepost zero of the Alaska Highway? Dawson Creek, Alberta. Uh, and uh, people called in and gave the answer as Dawson Creek, or just Dawson. Dawson. No, they said Dawson City. And that's, uh, Dawson City was not the correct answer because that's in the Yukon, and the correct answer is not Dawson Creek, Alberta either, uh -oh. is it? Uh, but uh, you were not one that called in last week. No. Or was good, ready to call. Well, we appreciate you calling today. You stay with us. Uh, we're going to have a contest a little later uh, in the week, and we'll uh, we'll get you then. But you're not qualified for this one. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, go to our next caller. See if we've got uh, a winner here. All right. Are, are you a qualified uh, entrant to our contest today? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, last week I was I was listening and heard the heard the answers and thought that's not right. Okay, so, so you knew where the that it was Dawson Creek, British Columbia. Right. And you have the answer to our uh, question today. What is the Latin name for the North Star? Is it uh, Polaris? That is correct. Wonderful. If you'll stay on the line and if you'll give uh, Philip your name, you will give you either your choice of uh, a package of 20 hunter sticks from Alaska Sausage or uh, the book, of, it's a 440-page hardbound book, uh, the the Bears of Manly by Sarkis Atamian. Oh, great! Which one would you like, the Bears or the or the Hunter Stick? Uh, I think the book. Okay, we'll have the book at the front front counter for you. Uh, it'll have your name on it if you'll just stop by KBYR at 1007 West 32nd Avenue and pick it up. Okay. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot for calling. Bye now. Okay, Rudy. Well, let's now let's continue our conversation. I apologize for sticking that in there, but uh, this is about the time we would start the uh, one last cast. But we've got about five minutes or so. Let's finish up our, uh, our con conversation uh, with uh, with you. Uh, in addition to fishing, uh, Rudy, that's the thing that's coming up uh, right away now. But you have other things on the internet, do you not? Uh, snow machining, hunting, and those kind of things. Well, I sure do. Uh, the my internet site is pretty much allocated to about the time I spend on each activity. Fishing does take up about 80-85% of the activities that I partake of, but I do have some things on snow machining, and I'm not a big game hunter really just because being single and feeding myself, I don't know what I'd do if I dropped an entire moose, but I do go out and I do enjoy duck hunting and other small game hunting. You can, re you can uh, catch and release on that... Uh Let's see, what was that, a 50-pound uh, salmon uh, Tim sold us you caught down on Ship Creek? You can release that one, but uh, you can't uh, hunt and release is what you're saying. Well, that's kind of true. You know, I'd, if I probably could uh, hunt and release, I would probably be a little bit more into it just because I do love just being out in the outdoors. But fishing's really my thing. I, I love to snowmobile, but I utilize snow machining more to get to where I fish. And, and so um, I do utilize uh, most of my time fishing. 
Rudy, you was uh, a guest on, on our program, oh, a couple of months ago. And just before, just after you were the guest, you was heading for a, a gentleman's retreat uh, on snow machine for ice fishing. At least I'm going to say it like that. You were heading across. You're going to take generators, electric blankets, uh, you know, carpet on the floor of the tent, all those good things. It was a safari. I, I guess a snow machine safari is what we'd call it. Did that come about? Uh, if it did, tell us about it. Well, you know, we did go snow machine in a little bit, but uh, not uh, really very far. In fact, some of the best fishing we had this year was on Big Lake, which is a very accessible ice fishing spot. Drove right onto the lakes. Uh, one of my buddies put up an ice shack. We had some nice wall tents. We had a great time catching uh, dollies up to 26, 27 inches, watching the Super Bowl, uh, sitting by the fire, just having a really good time. If people haven't uh, been out there to give that a try, that's something that they should look at doing uh, next winter. It's a really great opportunity close in town and something the entire family can enjoy. Now describe your uh, this sh uh, fishing shack, I think you called it. Well, it's actually really nice. Uh, one of my friends, Martin, uh, put up a nice, I think it's 8 by 12. Uh, could be a small house, and it's very comfortable. We sit inside. He's got a wood stove, electric generator set up in it. Uh, if you wanted to, you could sleep in it. Uh, it keeps you out of the elements. It's actually a pretty nifty little contraption. I have to do with the wall tent, uh, not quite as elaborate as his setup, but it really does make for a nice ice fishing experience. And it's really amazing that uh, more folks don't take that uh, opportunity here in Alaska when it's so close. And you actually watched the Super Bowl while you were ice fishing on the ice at Big Lake catching 24-inch dollies? You know, as a true outdoorsman, I really hate to admit to it, but sometimes you got to fish in class and have a little enjoyment. It's a great way to introduce fishing to uh, some of the non-hardcore folks like us. They're comfortable, and uh, they get to enjoy themselves at 10 below, which is something that uh, very few people have the opportunity to do. I'm almost afraid to ask what was on the menu. Well, you know... Um, I think that day we were out there, we were catching a few fish, but not enough to feed the entire crowd. So I think the menu was more burgers and hot dogs that day. <laughs> a typical uh, Super Bowl fare. Huh? You betcha. Uh, Rudy, again, uh, your site on the Internet, uh, you could just put in uh, Alaska Fishing or Rudy Fishing. Yep, and it'll pretty much come up on Yahoo, AltaVista, Excite, any of the search engines. And if not, my uh, email address is guidesak, that's G-U-I-D-E-S-A-K, at alaska.net. Guides at, no, guide guides. AK. AK. So G U I D E S A K. Yep. Rudy, thank you very much for well, being our guest today. It's uh, very much appreciated that we wish you uh, well this summer in the outdoors and hope that you'll come back and share some of those things with us another time. Well, thank you very much, Evan. Uh, fishing season is about to start and uh, good luck to everybody out there. Hey, thank you again. Well, we run out of time, we just uh, never have enough time. Uh, I would like to uh, express my gratitude, though, to Rudy for uh, being our uh, guest today. Others that make this show possible, Rudy uh, Sakata, of course, our guest, and Philip Cardenas, our engineer. Uh, but a special thanks to you, our loyal listener. Without you, this show would not be possible. We'll be back Tuesday at 2 and invite you to come along with us. Tuesday, we'll be uh, talking with Warren Olson about ballot box biology and wolves. When you go outdoors, take a young person with you and teach them by your example what it means to be a sportsman. Sportsmanship isn't something you do. Sportsmanship is what you are. Behind the wheel or in the boat, in the field, take the high trail, be a courteous driver, recreate within the law, and please don't litter. Goodbye and good luck. May God bless you in the land of the midnight sun, and may your days be happy and long in Alaska's outdoors. 
Tuesday, as always, we'll bring you accurate and authentic answers for Alaskans by Alaskans. In the meantime, keep in touch. <laughs>